Tale and Well-Met Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I'm your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. How's it going, Liz? Oh, I could commit murder. How's it going, Liz? <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> How are you doing, Emily? I'm great. I'm great. It's cold, which is weird, but I, and I don't know. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold, but it's almost July. Like, and but, it's like before I was, yeah, like before I was gonna, like, like, what was it? Was it the Russia episode I made? The like, it's cold Russia joke. But no, I'm being serious. It's cold. And it yeah. is the end of June. And that's upsetting to me. <laughs> well, at least it makes recording a little bit more comfortable for you. That's true. I have two choices. Being cold or uh, being in a box where I die. Yeah, then let's go because with cold because you don't die with the cold. <laughs> no. Well, hypothermia is technically, like, but I mean, I'm not going to get hypothermia in my house. Yeah, no, it's not that cold. I mean. Hey, really briefly, I just want to, we're just going to tangent for the intro here. Uh, I posted an image on Twitter this morning because I don't know. So horses have dumb names. And I Uh always thought the joke about orb, the like the horse orb was like, it was just like, oh, that's a good, that's a good joke. Uh, whatever. Uh, no, that is the name of a horse that was in the that won the Kentucky Derby in 2013, and and I know this because I have like I have drinking glasses that have all the horses on them, like all the names of horses that have won the Kentucky Derby. But anyway, while I made this revelation, I put a picture of this on Twitter, saying like I always thought Orb was like just like a really well like elaborate goof, but no, it's real. And and then I just continue to remark on like other horse names during no during all of this. No one like brought up the thing like, hey, why do you have drinking glasses with horse names on them? <laughs> and I don't know how to feel about people not questioning that. Like, I'm I mean, not sure if it's just like that's a good. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. Is that good or bad? Um. All right. Since we're going to take this as the advice panel here. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it says something about you as in, it's not surprising that you would have something. What does that say about me though? It says, it's like, all right, that seems like a very Emily thing to have. Oh, like, versus... like you see me walking down the street and you go, I bet she owns some horse glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can just tell, you just, you look at a person and you're like, yeah, they, they definitely have some horse glasses. And speaking of horses, you know what horses are like? What? Boats. And you know who had boats? The Vikings. <laughs> A plus transition. But, yes, this week we are talking about Vikings. Um, A hanga dinga durgan is my obligatory Spongebob quote. Uh... Leif Erikson's Erikson Day. Man, I can't talk. Leif Erikson Day. Leif Erikson Day. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's weird that I'm going to kind of cover Vikings, given the fact that historically we don't have a lot of, like, documentation, uh, both archaeologically or illustratively. So a lot of it is just uh, assumptions at this point. Like, there isn't a whole lot of proof other than... Uh, the sagas that were written. All I know um, about Vikings is that they don't have horns on their helmets. But everyone thought they did. Everyone was like, that's cool, but they don't. Yeah. Or they didn't, because they're dead. 
Well, their ancestors aren't dead. I they're and they're technically still Vikings. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how history works. Yeah, I don't know the whole background about that. But I'll I'll look into that because I know people that are a part of uh, the Viking organizations around here. So I, I just I just remember always hearing you always see like those really generic like Vikings hats, Viking hats, helmets with uh, horns on them. And yeah, I remember a period of like in history class when everyone was like, "That's wrong," and it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. As I just zoom in slowly on this picture of SpongeBob dressed up <laughs> like yeah, a Viking. Yeah. Well, and that was it. Everyone was like, "Well, that's like a that's that's false or whatever." They wouldn't have horns on their helmets. It would be would have been too heavy, and it's also like people could hit them, and then they'd hit your head, and then that would suck, and then you'd die. This is true, because I mean, why would you have to have a helmet that killed people when you have so many other weapons that you could use to kill people? Yay! Like uh, they had knives, spears, halberds, bows, axes. They used shields as a blunt weapon, mm-hmm. and of course they had their swords. Yay! Tell me about but, the swords, Liz. Well, first I'll actually talk about the knives, because well, I have it. Look. <laughs> we'll build up to it. We gotta give so, the people what they want, Liz! Look, this is like a finely layered cake, okay? Okay. Don't mess with the layers of the cake. I don't want to eat a knife cake. Seems dangerous. You use the knife to cut the cake but the cake is made of knives like if the first if this is the first layer of the cake then is the first layer is knives and the bottom layer is swords i can't eat any of this cake who made this cake look the vikings did and they were metal as all bleep well that's okay. true but they also they aren't good bakers well you know probably okay this is, this is I mean, my they were... apocryphal historical <laughs> assertion I mean, there's no evidence going against you on that one. It's true. There really isn't, because there's no evidence at all that exists, basically. So knives came in two dis- distinct designs. Uh, one was a very basic design that had a straight spine and a single curved edge. This knife was actually a, a very common knife. Uh, shorter versions were considered an everyday tool, while longer versions were reserved for combat, but not... Uh, primary combat weapon the it was actually such a common knife that it's found in uh, burial sites like people were buried with these knives because to be buried with i guess tools or your everyday weapon was like a thing you did dope as, as a viking. Heck yeah boy the second knife is known as uh siax maybe. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's S-E-A-X. Um, it's reserved typically for those with more wealth. Um, taking on a trapezoid-like shape, uh, it was very angular and used as basically a machete. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like a machete, like what you described, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's longer and it's a lot more hefty, so it probably used to, like, cut down, you know, small, like, small thin trees or hack away through... I mean, whatever you would need to hack away through other than limbs. I mean, also like limbs. a knife and more of just like a big, like or a small sword, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of acted as a small sword. I feel like we're playing fast and loose with the definition between knife and sword here. At this point, yes. I mean, it was a blunt, it was not a blunt. It was a sharp object and this was kind of longer, but not quite as long as okay, okay. a sword. 
So that's where it's like more machete than it is a knife, Mm -hmm. but not quite sword Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that length. I understand. So it's the weird, I'm in my awkward teen phase weapon. Yeah. Um, It's going through puberty. Yeah. And I mean, it stopped because it died. Yeah. It won't grow up because it's a metal. It's a piece of metal and metal doesn't grow. Or does it? It doesn't. Technically, it does if you heat it. It expands. It doesn't, like, grow as in, like, create new cells, though. Well, no. It's but... dead. Well, it was never alive. How it's could it dead. be dead? Emily. <laughs> like the knives, uh, their spears were also very common weapons, especially among uh, peasants and those in the warrior classes. Um, it was used as both a throwing and a thrusting weapon. and was Warrior class. <laughs> your warrior spear. For your warrior needs. I'm gonna go to... Mom, I'm going to warrior class. (laughs) Don't worry, I packed my lunch. Did you pack your... Did you pack your spear? Yeah, Mom. Okay, just want to be safe. Did you bring your raincoat? It's supposed to storm later. Why does this fake Viking child's mother sound like some sort of, like... Witch. elderly lady like or like some sort of like witch in a forest like i mean maybe she is you don't know that that's true i don't i mean maybe she is a witch this this bit has Mom. died continued on continuing uh these spears were actually much more common than uh swords were in combat uh, throwing spears were shorter and thinner almost needle-like in shape blade-wise, but sometimes had winged barbs. Uh, The spears had little to no ornamentation since, I mean, when you chuck a spear, chances are you aren't getting it back. Right, right. Um, Meanwhile, their thrusting spears were a lot broader. They were a lot broader and usually had some level of ornamentation in respect to Odin, which, according to North mythology, uh, he had carried a spear known as the Gungnir. Gungnir. Mm-hmm. I said it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but a weird thing that I kind of came across, according to the sagas, um, the spear had so much important like mythos to it that uh, a customary start to battle included throwing a spear over the enemy to claim it for Odin. That's like, that's a power move. Like, it's like someone, it's like, you know, in baseball when someone, like, calls the shot of, like, I want to hit a home run. But it's like, we're going to kill you so hard. Yeah. We're going to get that spear back for yeah. Odin. This spear, it's mine. And I'm going to get it back. Yeah. Over your body. Though, I like to envision that there was probably one battle where both of, like, both sides threw a spear. <laughs> And it was just like they like, clanked oh. in the metal and yeah. they just fell to the center. And they're like, is this a sign from Odin? And then it's like, oh, I guess we don't have to fight anymore. All right, cool. See you guys later. It's like, can I come over for dinner still? Yeah, no, it's fine now. <laughs> Imagine one battle where like someone didn't throw the spear far enough. So it just like, it like fell in the middle of the battlefield and like impaled some guy. And it's like, oh, ooh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. We hadn't, we hadn't started yet. It like, it probably was like a big faux pas. Because they yeah, hadn't it's like, actually oh, started does... fighting yet, and then, like, some guy died. It's like, oh, man. 
Odin like, claimed okay. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I guess Odin needed his help or something. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yes. Bale. <laughs> um, their other go-to polearm, though, according to the sagas, was uh, uh, halberd. I throw in quotations um, because when described in uh, the sagas, this halberd actually had more of a bill or a glaive look, which imagine essentially a, a standard knife blade, but uh, with like one or two hooks used for parry- parrying on it. Mm-hmm. Um, used for pairs. It's used for pears. You, you stick a stick- pear on it so yeah. you have a snack for later. Exactly. Gets gets hungry out there on the battlefield. Yeah, and I mean, like, come on. Everybody needs to stop for a snack at some point. Mm-hmm. This stuff's exhausting. I've never had a pear. What? I've never eaten a pear. We're changing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just, I've never eaten a pear. We'll change that. They I just mean, look like weird apples. They taste like weird apples, to be okay. honest. I've like, had pear-based things. I've just never had a pear. Yeah. I mean, pears are basically just weird apples. They're like weird, soft apples. No. Weird. I mean, sort of. The insides are, but the skin is like They're a like weird mushier. leathery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're like soft. Like, like an apple's like crisp. Yeah. Like snap. Pears are like moosh. Like ha. Yeah, like howl. Howl. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good ear sound later. Hey, guys. Uh, tweet at us with the, you onomatopoeticizing that noise that Liz just made. Because I'm leaving it in. Yeah. Mm. Tell me. Scrumptious. Spell that. Tweet at us. At Audio Armory Cast. How do you spell how? Yeah. Spell how. <laughs> I want to see this now real it's bad. It's going to be good. Um, these... These pole arms, though, uh, like I said, like exist in mythos, mm-hmm. but there's no physical evidence that seems to exist so far. Um, what if it was a guy named Pole, and then like there were just his arms were really beefy, and his middle name was Atjir because that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that was his name. His name yeah, was Atjir. Th- and, yeah. and everyone called him, and he just had really long arms. And they were, so, like, really ripped. Really ripped noodle arms. Uh, that's, like, I'm envisioning, like, a very buff, wacky-waving arm flailing. And I was gonna say man. the same thing! <laughs> and it's terrifying, because I'm just envisioning it with a spear in its hand, too. And it's just oh, like, God. please don't actually do that. <laughs> it's like that, uh, uh, have you ever seen that... Someone took, like, made a box with a motor on it, and it had a little switch in the middle, and they, yes. they attached a tentacle to it, and then just gave it a knife. A knife. <laughs> and then it's just like, this was a mistake. That's I now do not know how to turn this off. <laughs> I love that tentacle knife. <laughs> to this day, it's still going. Axes, on the contrary, were much more common battle weapons. Uh, taking on either a triangular or crescent-like shape, these long-handled weapons were devastating forces to face on the battlefield um, and even acted as wood-splitting axes. So you can imagine this is just going to go through bone like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And though they were probably expensive for the time, uh, during the 9th and 11th centuries, uh, these weapons were common tools for Scandinavian women, whom ha had a lot of freedoms given the time period. Uh, women basically, they had the right to divorce, to have ownership I, of land. I know you said divorce, but it sounded like you said deforest. <laughs> to deforest the <laughs> land the right with their to axes. Just deforest the land, which is like kind of crazy, but okay. I mean, yes, they could do that too if they really wanted right, to. Right, if, if they felt like it. Um, though they didn't typically go into battle. Uh, battle was a big thing for uh, the males. Mm -hmm. uh, one of their God-given or gods given mm -hmm. norse gods gods plural maybe just one god gave it to him yeah maybe i don't know Re regardless it was their given right right to be on the battlefield versus women who typically you know stayed at home or whatever but uh these scandinavian women had a lot more rights than women anywhere else in the world for the most part at um, this time period yeah during mm -hmm. this time period mm -hmm. obviously now that we would sit there and be like Wait, what? No, that's what? No. Right, right. No, for sure, but And but, uh, and in and I also want to uh, add probably in Europe because different yeah. you know, continents and and countries had different customs obviously. Yeah. Which we might touch upon as I go into other locations. Probably. Um, probably. Lastly though, uh in regards to bladed weapons, we have the Norse sword. Built as a one-handed weapon, basically so that uh, a warrior could also carry a shield, uh, the, they were three feet in length and were made completely of iron. So they had, um, they were, they were brittle because they were just pure iron. Right. Um, but it resembled the Roman gladius mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, they got a lot of influence from different peoples in that area, uh, mainly because they were participated in a lot of trade. So they were able to go through and see um, all kinds of different weaponry and get all kinds of different uh, materials. Right, right. The wide blades initially came to rounded points, um, but as we get later in the Age of Vikings, it actually began to have more of a taper and a point to the mm -hmm. swords. Mm -hmm. um, and... They obviously had very large pommels to act as counterweights. Uh, right. In contrast to uh, the gladius, they had straight cross guards and wide fullers, which mm -hmm. are the channels in the blade, to mm -hmm. act mm -hmm. as uh, additional help for balancing. So they just kind of, it, it sounds like they really looked at the Roman gladius design and, and sort of refined it in some ways. Yeah, such as giving it a proper guard so you don't lose your fingers. Yay! Like, that was the first thing they saw. We were like, hey, that's dumb. How about Gladius we do this instead? 2.0. 50% more fingers. Yeah! Honestly, it would probably be more than 50%. Well, I don't know. I just picked a, pulled a number 50% more hand. Yeah. 70% um, more fingers. Exactly. There you are. Uh, due to the expense of these swords, as well as their lack of durability in constant combat, uh, the weapons were most likely used as social status amongst Vikings. Mm. Um, and these weapons would be passed down for generations. Engraved and highly decorated, these swords were weapons of honor that were highly valued, especially if it had the ability to be passed down for generations. Mm -hmm. 
the value really uh, not only stemmed from its expense, but also at the heart, uh, how it was made. A good long-lasting blade required importing materials from other lands through trade, and so it would take weeks to months of forging to just finish a blade, even for a specialized smith. And on top of all of these things, it was also just really, really cool. Yeah, you know. (laughs) It was was just a cool thing to have hanging around. You'd be like, hey, look at this, peasants. It's like, what's up? You go, oh, you have a knife? I have a thing that's like a knife, but it's way bigger. Yeah. Yeah, it cost me $10,000. What's up? 10,000 Norse dollars? <laughs> 10,000 10, whatever. 10 sheep? I don't know. Whatever the trading system was. Yeah, wh- whatever I bartered for. <laughs> you know, however that worked. Um... The pride and honor that came with these weapons, though, inevitably resulted in the high respect for them, even upon death of a warrior who had no uh, had no one to pass their weapon down to. So this kind of resulted in the ritual known as the killing of the sword. So you can kill something that's not alive, Emily. That's you true. You can kill it. But um, essentially the process for killing the sword was uh, with the passing of a warrior... Um, the swords would often be retired with them mm-hmm. and killed by normally being bent in an unusual, unusable shape. sword? <laughs> you know, bent into a huge sword that you couldn't carry. Mm-hmm. Basically became Cloud Strife's sword. Right. Uh, or it would be uh, damaged to some extent where it just couldn't be used or salvaged. Right. Um, and this was laid to rest in their owner's arms basically like their non-living child to go with them to the afterlife that that like sucks though because like imagine like we know in a lot of or in it's assumed in a lot of cultures people were buried with like the stuff that they owned and the thought was like oh you'll take it with you to the afterlife for one reason or another and so like what if you know like everyone jokes about the skeleton war but what if there was a skeleton (laughs) war and then it's like all these vikings have all these like bent up swords i guess it's good for us because their swords don't work good true but like uh, that sucks what if you're a ghost norse and you have to fight other ghosts but if you're a ghost and norse and your sword fight, was killed your your sword would be intact but it would because it would be dead. bent up it would be bent up and then it's not a good sword well if you're if you're a ghost a ghost versus a skeleton yeah okay so if you're dead you you aren't physical per se. You're this strange entity that defies okay, yeah. all planes. Yeah. And if you killed your sword, it would technically go through the same thing. So it would be like you in your ghostly form. You would be solid. You'd be fine. But your sword would be bent up. That's what I'm saying. Or would it? Or do you get restored to some former self maybe you have to go on like a soul searching quest and like atone for what you did in life and then they're like here we unbent your sword and it's like sweet and then a skeleton stabs you it was too late how's it gonna how can you die again no 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 no. how can a skeleton kill a ghost you die again no, you can no, die twice. Emily, no you can no, die twice you can die twice and a conversation you die twice answer to how does a skeleton kill a ghost? With a sword! No, 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 because it's a ghost. No! So it would go right through it. 
That's what you think. Only a ghost sword could kill a ghost. It's a magic sword. How is it magic? It's just a skeleton. I don't know. It stole it from a wizard. Where the hell did these wizards come from? I don't know. England. 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 They all came from England. (laughs) Stop poking holes in my sword ghost theory. (laughs) The people deserve to know the truth, Emily. They'll never know the truth. King Arthur's dead and we'll never find him. (laughs) King Arthur has nothing to do with the Vikings. Well, no, but he has to do with the wizards, is what I'm saying. And the skeletons got all their swords from wizards? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that somehow the Vikings get to fight King Arthur at some point? I mean, in 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 the afterlife, anything is possible. Huh. Do you have I'd any more about that. Viking swords? I'd pay ghost dollars to see that. Maybe you could pay real dollars and see it right now. Right now, PayPal me fifty bucks and I'll show you guys some sweet. <laughs> That's ghosts. right, everybody. PayPal Emily fifty dollars right now and for you the can low, see... low price of fifty dollars to my PayPal. Uh, just DM me on Twitter. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> you can watch ghost wizard sword skeleton battles. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That was that was. Actually, it. So. Was that it? Yeah, that was I'm it. I'm sorry for derailing the end of your really cool description about Norse swords and how they get, like, ceremoni- ceremoni- ceremoniously killed. Yeah. <laughs> We're both no struggling worries. today. I think, I think we hit a very important topic. Um, mm-hmm. We obviously still need to do a lot of research involving it, but right. I, I think this I might is have to call back into. Uh, the X-Files. The show. The show of the X-Files. Look, you can just call the Templar, the Knights Templar. I think I'll be able to just call the X-Files. Just call it the X-Files? Mm-hmm. You know. Excuse it's... me, is this the X-Files? That's what I'll Hello, say. I need, to, I need to talk to Scully. Hi, I need this to talk important. to... Actually, no, I just need to talk to Jillian Anderson. <laughs> and how... Just, you know, I want to say hi. I really liked her work in American Gods. Uh, it was really good. Oh, and uh, also, I need to I need to ask her about uh, ghosts and the skeleton wars. Mm-hmm. Also, can you just tell her that she's great? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, do you have any advice? Even though I derailed us with our horse advice, maybe that is 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 the horse advice our advice this week. I mean, the horse advice could be advice. Okay, but we could also have advice for your advice. I mean, sure. Advice times two. You're extra okay. lucky, everybody. You get double the knowledge. Triple or maybe you're the extra knowledge. unlucky. I don't know how you feel about our advice segments. They're good advices. It's good. Embly. Vanilla Best ice is some good advice. Exactly. So this this uh comes from a recent experience that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um Recently, I was uh, at an event, a medieval event, mm-hmm. uh, selling some of my wares. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where all the vendors had to band together to weather the storm. Literally. It's better than They're... what I thought you were going to say, which was band together to kill a man. <laughs> I mean, we probably could have done that too by that point. We were all really tired. <laughs> but... <laughs> There was a series of storms that hit on the final day of this medieval fair. Okay. And 
I get there first thing in the morning, just as we're setting up, and everybody had started to cluster. And I'm like, yo, what's what's up? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to get pummeled with thunderstorms later. So we were thinking maybe if we stuck together, we all wouldn't blow away and die. Was someone like, there's a storm coming? Well, actually, they screamed dragon very loudly. <laughs> dragon! Because anytime a plane would fly by or there was rumbling, they just scream, Dragon! That's so good! I and love followed, that. Followed by the pirates shooting guns because we had pirates. Why were there pirates? Look, I didn't ask. There were just pirates okay, hanging out. Okay, sure. I mean, why not? It was... I mean... All right. They, they I'm not fought gonna the complain. weather with a gun. So that helped. Anyway. Anyways. We're all we're all stuck together. Mm-hmm. I'm at the very end of it, taking the brunt of the storm mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have a very very sturdy tent with a lot of concrete weights because <laughs> I've learned okay. from the past. And yes. there was a point where the gentleman that was next to me, who's elderly and bound in a wheelchair basically mm-hmm. can't really do a whole lot his tent starts to ascend oh no it's just like goodbye tent but before it could actually say goodbye forever so many of us just like bolted over and just hung on to the tent and pulled it back down that's beautiful yeah so as weird as it is i mean i didn't know any of these people like last week I didn't. Like, it's like, who are you? But in the period of a couple hours, like, we just, we knew that we had to look out for each other, even if it meant we had to fight Mother Nature herself. You started as randos, and then you became a family. Yeah. Randos to fandos. Frandos. 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 (laughs) So, yeah. Randos can become frandos if you keep your mindos opendos. Stop. I tried. Not really. But. And that's that's going to do it this week on the Audio Armory. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I know this one was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Nonsense! They're always perfect and never weird. But, we're, uh, uh, but we appreciate you uh, listening and telling a friend about the show. And if you have topic suggestions, you can email us at AudioArmoryCast or you can... Or, sorry, you can email us at audioarmorycast at gmail.com, or you could tweet at us uh, at audioarmorycast if you have, like, comments, questions, concerns. Um, we would like to thank Samantha Hogan for the use of our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her on Twitter at shogan underscore composer. Um... Oh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Zs. And we're on iTunes, so you could like, rate, review, subscribe, the thing that people always say to, to do at the end of the podcast. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Alright. And until next time, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at birds. I'm sorry I kept moving in and out from the mic in this episode. Rrr, 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 rrr.